Bonjour, everyone, and welcome to the end of season awards 2018 20 for the new Cash United team. A few different categories in here, a few worse ones as well. So, <laughs> players who are far from getting an award, yeah, more like a kick up the arse would be nice. No name is mentioned, Bentleb. And then we'll go into the, uh, a few other things. So, Keg, what's the first category? Well, there's two categories I think we should just try and whiz by because there's not really many nominees. Uh, <laughs> The first one for me is Young Player of the Year. For me, I, I determine Young to be like about 21 and under. I know in most categories they put them at about 23, but I think 23 is a little bit old. Like I know on like like the PFA Player of the Year and stuff like that, it boils my piss when like the there's a player nominated in both Player of the Year and Young Player of the Year. I think uh, if you win both, <laughs> I, I think if you're good enough to be as good as the the adults, then you didn't need to be in the young player of the year category for me. So uh so young I think would still include uh Sir Maximin and Joe Linton. But for me, I think they'd be a bit too old. So for mm. 20 21 and under, we haven't really had many come through. Sean Longstaff's had a bit of a shit season. So there's only one nominee, therefore one winner for me and that's Matty. Gotta be. That's the only one I can think of. I've got my yeah. Matty Longstaff. You, any other player? No, chance. Nah, the only one that's the other one that's featured is Tom Allen. He's played with three yeah. minutes. And got an right. assist against Rushdale. That was right. it. He's had a great under twenty three season, but we're not the under twenty threes. So fir- yeah. first team, I might is the only one who's actually really had an impact. I say Sean is under twenty three, so he could be nominated, but he's, he's been, been shit. shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Matty um, all day. Yeah, absolutely. That and Newcastle player. <laughs> I know. See you later. Enjoy your Now yeah, you enjoy this young player of the year award, mate. And the second, probably the even more pointless award, would we're going to go through positions now, starting from the back, goalkeeper of the season, which is Gillespie. obviously, which is obviously Rob Elliott. Darlow. <laughs> uh, Darlow's played six games. Done okay, to be fair, but you know he's probably yeah, one of. Season- one of two nominees, but I, the other one is is probably the player of the season, Martin Dubravka, isn't it? Aye, Dubravka, nice and easy. And going on to something that actually matters, uh, first real award of the night, best defender. The tricky one. It is. Uh, nominees I've got wrote down are Jamal Lascelles, Jetro Willems, Kieran mm. Clark, and Ironman Federico Fernandez. See, I'm tempted to go for Jetro Williams because of the impact he had when he was here. He was the most mm. eye-catch him on anyways, obviously, because he gets yeah. forward. He chips in with goals, some great goals as well, some great mm-hmm. strikes. He had a lovely link-up with St. Maxman going on down that left-hand side. But if this is throughout the year, for the whole year, unfortunately, Williams didn't make it. You've mm-hmm. got to give it to Fernandez, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I, Iron Man powered through towards the end after lockdown, played every minute. And... Some games he wasn't great, but that's because he was absolutely gassed. Like he, he tried his best, and I think the last couple of games he, he showed a bit more energy than he had in the previous games. But throughout the season, really, from start to end, for me, Fernandez was absolutely outstanding. Uh, I, Williams is a good case, but only played about 19 games. You could say the same for Kieran Clark. He was uh, underrated, Kieran Clark. I thought he had a very good year, but again, only played about 16, 17 games. Uh, Lascelles was a brick shed house to be fair I thought Lascelles had a really really good year but uh, Federico Fernandez all day long for me like yep 
Uh, midfielder. Best midfielder. Yeah, nominees for me, John Joe Shelby, Isaac Hayden, Matty Longstaff and Matt Ritchie. I've got to go for Shelby. Like Shelby mm-hmm. for me, best year in a black and white shirt, most consistent yeah. year mm-hmm. in his career, never mind just, just for Newcastle. Um, obviously finished as the Premier League top goal scorer for Newcastle with six mm-hmm. goals, some class Nothing. goals in there. You know, you think of the one, the Man City equaliser back in St. James when the crowd was there, 2-2. Um, and he's just, he's been instrumental throughout, really. We always rely on him to create things to drop deep, hurt teams. Um, we need him because without him, without him in St. Maxman, there's no one else that's going to do anything. So, yeah. Shelby's important. Shelby's had his best year yet. He's captained the side, obviously, quite a bit as yeah. well. So, Shelby, best new sealer for me. No shot for Isaac Hayden? He's in another category for me. Aye. All right. We'll give it to John Joe Shelby then. We'll talk about Isaac Hayden in a bit. And what we're going to do best striker if we're going to go goalkeeper defender midfielder but there's zero nominees so we'll change that category and call it best forward Mm. Uh, again clutching at straws I think the first nominee I was torn between Andy Carroll and Joe Linton just throw Carroll in for argument's sake he's probably not going to win and the others uh, Miggy Almiron Dwight Gale and Alan Samaximan got to be St. Maximan on it all day long. For me, another Absolutely. club gave Dubravka player of the year, but St. Maximum for me, just because of how much we love watching him, how much yeah. he gets gets you excited. He brings a spark to this otherwise mundane team. Mm-hmm. Um, learned how to find the battle in it towards the end of the season as well. Chipped in with more assists. Just the skill, the passion, the link up with the fans, Twitter, in real life, everything gets the tune, gets the fans, gets the club. He's just a pleasure to watch. Top class yeah. player. Hopefully he's still going to be uh, a little mention as well, though, has to go Almiron, I think, who's been oh, yeah. very, very good after grabbing his first goal in winter. Since mm-hmm. then, he's kicked on. A lot of stuff he does for the team goes unnoticed. And, uh, but St. Maxim is by far our best player, so by far the best forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, he, he, he's up there with player of the season as well, so I, that, that's not even close, really. Uh, no shot for Andy Carroll? Hmm... Maybe for the odd time that he has played. <laughs> Maybe for Sheffield United away and was it Palace or Southampton at home? Like he's still to be fair to Carroll, like we looked at his stats the other day, didn't we? In the player ratings and he's yeah. got actually got a few assists. Yeah. Talked about his defensive duties that he does, hard grafter, it's just a shame he's not on the pitch enough and you kinda of give it a best forward when he hasn't scored a single master goal. <laughs> very, very true. Uh the next two categories where our comeback player of the year and most improved. I know a lot of people will get a bit confused by what they actually mean. So we'll start with comeback player of the year. Uh, comeback player of the year is the player that's finished the season, second half of the season, a lot stronger than the start of it. Bit of an underdog going through. Maybe he's not everyone's favourite from the start of the season. And most improved is... Overall, from the season compared to last season, so who's had a much better year this year than compared to last? So we'll start with comeback player of the year, and my nominees are Almiron, Manquillo, Gale, and Kraft. Quite tempted to go for Manquillo because of how much he's developed. I always hated Manquillo to be honest with you. I never thought he was yeah. good enough, but he's earned his new contract. Probably not four years of it, but he definitely earned a new deal towards the end of the season there. Um, not got much competition there right back late, but when he came in, he's done a mm-hmm. job, he's improved game after game. But 
I think just because of the goals and the, the chances that he put away, forgetting the obviously Man City FA Cup game, Dwight Gale, <laughs> because what did he score? Four, five, six goals, was it, after yeah, restart? Like that, yeah. And I think you saw his shot reissue. I mean, everything he was hitting was going in because he, at Newcastle, you are starved of chances and Dwight yeah. Gale was getting probably on average two chances a game max and he was putting yeah. at least one of them away. Um, some neat and tidy first first touch finishes, good runs, started grafting more, battling more defenders as well, putting yourself about, considering before that now he didn't score a single goal in a year, yeah. Gale, to, to then score five or six in a busy period of two, three games a week. So it finished strongly, did Dwight Gale. He did, yeah. Uh, Miggy Almiron, he's got his first goal in December after almost a year without one, it's same as... Uh, Gale, but Almiron came with quite a big price tag. He was the club's uh, club record signing when he was came in, and he started his his career at Newcastle quite brightly. But he just looked like a, a bit of a waste of money, really, wasn't he? He was just missing chance after chance after chance, particularly at the start of the season. Just looked like he was never going to get going. But after he yeah. got that one, it just broke the duck, as we all hoped it would. But all said, kind of half-heartedly like uh, once he gets one they'll they'll come but I, I don't know now I don't really know how much you actually meant that we're just kind of hoping that but that mm. actually did he finished overall the club's top goal scorer with eight goals got a couple of assists so I like talked about the latter half of the season I think Almiron's a huge shout he was a massive player for us uh, when you put it like that it probably does go Almiron really because if it's not just project restart it's throughout mm-hmm. because it, it showed what confidence can do to a player and how huge yeah. it is because mm-hmm. like you see, he was missing chances from two, three, four yards out. Oh, and then right. after that, he's firing them from the edge of the box, from inside mm-hmm. the box, top bins. You can see he's, his head was a lot oh, further up now. Sorry. He's It's a huge part in a footballer. And I, Almiron was massive for us like towards the end. So I'd, I'd probably say i give it Almiron then. Yeah, he'd probably be my shot. But the others, to be fair, even Kraft. Like, everyone hated Kraft. But after a restart, when we were like toying around once Mankeo got himself gassed out after a restart... Kraft came in and actually played in his rightful position at right back, even filling in at centre back. And I thought he did all right. And now people were still getting on his back a little bit. But I thought Kraft was decent. Mankio and Gale, I think they're all worthy nominees. But I think uh, Almiron's Almiron's the winner for my for me. Like agreed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so most improved, uh, better year than they had last year. Uh, nominees for me are Fernandez, Shelby, Hayden, and Clark. Mm. I think Isaac Hayden, to be fair, finished last half. Like, he would have been I my. Com- Hayden finished strongly, didn't he? Yeah. yeah, he would have been my comeback player from last year because coming into the season, we all wanted him out. He wanted out. And he was, his performances were lackluster. He was lazy. He was he was fucking shit, to be fair. And like we all wanted him out. We didn't want to see him in the squad, but he was forced to with injuries to I think it was Shelby and Diarmi and. Key was away on international duty, so that's when Sean Longstaff got his first start. So Hayden came into the team, and between him and Sean Longstaff, they were solid in the middle, and he finished the season as probably one of our best players. Uh, they come in this think, season as a full season. I think he's been massive. I think you've got to look at John Joe Shelby here, to be honest mm-hmm. with you, because you think last year, so in and out the team, money. Rafa mm-hmm. didn't really fancy him. Sean was breaking through. We've seen a lot more of Longstaff and Hayden together. Um, Shelby was out of favour, but Brucey 
loved him from early on, even from mm. Asia when I had the warm up that he was playing then, and he gave him that confidence, gave him the armband a lot of the time yeah. throughout the season. And if you had it said to me, you know, this time last year, Shelby will be Newcastle's top goal scorer next year. <laughs> you take the piss, wouldn't you, in the Premier League? You, you see, you have a laugh. So yeah. for, for him to get those goals, to get back to that level, and that we mentioned earlier how big, he, big he's been part of the best midfielder, I'd, I'd probably go Shelby out of that group because I think Hayden has always shown shown spells, showed good, mm-hmm. uh, finished finished the season strongly last year, but and then Clark's always reliable. Um, the other nominees. Fernandez is always liable. Aye. So Shelby for me from going from a player I was struggling to get into the team last year yeah. to being a captain in the top goal scorer, gotta be him. Yeah. Uh, as as well, like I think we've said like since uh, the twenty eighteen season, like we were calling for him and Lascelles to go to the World Cup and since they've both been shit really. But I think this year's been both a, a massive comeback year for both of them. Like yeah. uh, like uh, like Shelby definitely compared to last season. Like we were saying earlier in the season, I think up uh, maybe it's the uh, West Ham game when we won three two away to West Ham and he scored that free kick. That was his first big performance of the season. And we were all saying like, like this is typical Shelby. He only turns up every few months. Like mm. it's not it's not one week in, one week off. It's like three month off, one game in. It's like it's not mm. good enough. But uh, this season, he's been majorly consistent. He's He has been class, and he's a top goal scorer in the Premier League. I, I, I don't know if that's credit to him or discredit to the strikers, but... Uh, well, uh, <laughs> six wasn't uh, much of a benchmark, mate, was it? <laughs> it wasn't really, was it, no. Uh, but I think uh, Shelby's probably a, a good shot for that one, eh? Right, so carrying on from them two categories, we've got unsung hero of the season. Uh, pretty similar as well to comeback and most improved, but someone that just doesn't get the credit that they deserve. So we've got Isaac Hayden, Matt Ritchie, Dwight Gale, and Kieran Clark. It's got to be Hayden for me. Like I mean, you mentioned it in the midfield of the season, didn't you? And he could mm-hmm. easily be up there for that for player of the season yeah. because Hayden, Hayden as well to to come back from Craven Cottage last year, last game of the season, applauding him off, singing there's only one Isaac Hayden, yeah, frustrating times. Under Hayden as well, where it's always seemed like you wanted to go back down south. Maybe he started to get it a bit more, appreciate it a bit more. Brought consistency as well. He was game a lot more. Um, week in, week out, 110%. Graphs is also getting more clinical and tackling. Offering a lot more around the pitch. And Hayden, for me, I said it in the squad ratings, like Arsenal would be gutted they let him go for pennies. Because yeah, they, could, they would need someone to add. I think Hayden could get into most Premier League teams. He's English. Mm-hmm. If he was at a club in London... Southgate will be looking at him. For me, he's that good. Yeah, definitely. I, like, I, I think he could get it in most teams. Like even, even just as a squad player, like say, Arsenal, Chelsea, Tottenham. I, I think you get into any one of them teams. Like honestly, he is so unsung. It's ridiculous. Like, uh, mm. say if he was at a bigger club, like, like be like kind of like a Jordan Henderson. I like, think people like maybe right. go on a little bit mo- more about Jordan Henderson than is necessary, and not just because he's a Macam. But I uh, like he kind of just goes a little bit unnoticed. But uh, Isaac Hayden. It's massive. I think Kieran Clark's done himself a world of good this season as well. He's only had about 17 appearances. But when he's played, I think I think coming into the season, he was probably my least favourite centre-back because we have got quite a few good ones. Uh, I thought last season he did okay. I don't think he really set the world alight or anything. But this season when he filled in, I thought he was absolutely class. In most games, I think he had a good run-in of like four or five games where he was absolutely unreal. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Aye. Uh, Isaac Hayden, uh, we'll go on to 
moment of the season. Uh, nominees for this one is Matty Longstaff's debut goal, the winner against Man United. Uh, the 2-2 comeback against Everton. Last minute, Florian Lejeune's brace in the dying seconds secured a point. Uh, Isaac Hayden's last second winner against Chelsea, 1-0 win. And the overall FA Cup run, both the uh, win against Oxford and the win against West Brom. It's hard, like, because as much as we it complain about this season, those moments, uh, a handful uh, of them, have been class. Mm-hmm. Um, you can make a case for every single one of them. Yeah, definitely. But Aye. what hits home for me is is Matty Longstaff, just drilling yeah. that in from the edge of the area. It was special, against, against one of the biggest clubs in the world for a lad to make his debut, something we would dream of. He's one mm-hmm. of us. He proves that you know you, you can make, you can do something. So for him to be given a chance and just take it by both hands, score the winner, there's just fairy tale stuff on it. Mm-hmm. Aye, it definitely was. Uh, uh, the other two, I think, these came in the space of a couple of days. If you remember, I think the Chelsea game was on a Saturday and the Everton game was on a Tuesday, I think it was. Like, right. Both games were absolutely dreadful. How we came away with four points out of them, I will never, ever know. I remember we Beyond. were at the... We were at the Chelsea game, and I remember I was I said it about 88, 89 minutes. So I remember laughing, going, "We're going to get a point out of this. How the, <laughs> how the fuck have we stolen the point out of this? Because we were gash up front, we didn't have anything. That was one of the games. Uh, Smaxman wasn't fully fit, and he just did Aye. absolutely nothing. He was just stuck in the mud in the middle of the park, just didn't get running. Chelsea, to be fair to them, Chelsea were wasteful. I think if they really wanted to win that game, they could have easily. I think they wasted a lot of chances, but. Uh, to, if that game was going to finish nil-nil, I was fucking pissed in my pants. I was like, we've getting a point out with that. We were so shit. Like, that point against a great team like Chelsea is amazing. And the last second, 94th minute, getting a corner whipped in back stick. <laughs> St- stole our three points. What a fucking absolute fresh that was. That was it was, uh, we were shouting, we were pushing our, our game long to take St. Maxman off because he was hobbling yeah. on our back. And he's uh-huh. the one that put the ball in for him <laughs> to get yeah, the no. winner. Typical, but... That was literally snatch and grab magpies oh, this, this season because we've the amount of teams we've turned to each other and we've said, how the fuck are we are we talking about this game? <laughs> that was like, probably the biggest three points that we should never, ever have gotten. Chelsea should be fucking slapping themselves for allowing that uh, to happen. Like, they think, should have won yeah, that game 3-0. Lampard will be slapping Abraham Allah and Newcastle after that. Like, I'm, <laughs> we didn't put one of them in the back of the net. You'd be thinking, oh, I'm going to buy a fucking big striker this summer. Because they, they should have been out of sight. Out of uh, sight, no. lad. Yeah. That's football. You've seen Evan. Mm-hmm. Evan, we're out of sight. 2-0 up. <laughs> and then and Lejeune pops up with about 90 seconds left and scores mm. two. Unreal. Well, we literally didn't even have a shot in that game, I don't think. Like, in the, going into the 90th minute, 2-0 down, no shots. Probably one of the most boring, frustrating, frustrating games of the season. Just didn't get going. Didn't have anything going forward. I think uh, once Everton went 2-0 up, they kind of took the foot off the pedal. All the scousers were leaving to go home, getting the bus, getting to work early in the morning because it was a Tuesday. And like, ah, fuck this, we've got won this. Clean out of sight. Even a lot of the Toon fans, the away end, it split by half almost. I think even Toon fans had fucked off going, why have I wasted my time coming down here? Uh, and I, snatching one in the 93rd minute, I think it was. I, I was kind of optimistically gone. We could get something out of this, but I, <laughs> I, I, I thought that's not enough time. There's absolutely no chance we're going to get anything. But at least we've got a goal. You know, we've had one shot. We've, we've getting a goal out of it. At least it hasn't been an entirely wasted trip. 
And we got that free kick lumped up. I thought, we could actually fucking get something out of this. Mm. <laughs> That's one of the most excited I've ever been. Like, <laughs> I, I, was, I was recording and I was like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Like making loads of mad little spooky noises every time the ball was bouncing uh, about. And then for it to go home, it was just disbelief, man. And it's just, that's, that's, what, that's why you do it, innit? That's Same why you, moments, you have it. Aye. Yeah. Uh, Right. It's definitely not gonna be special. definitely not game of the season though, because it was a fucking shit game. It was a yeah. glorious ninety seconds at best, I think. Scottish uh, time of the season. Uh, but we couldn't even see the goal because of where we were in the away stand. Uh, the box was so crowded and congested and the ball just went over the line. It was like a decision system. We were like, What the fuck's going on? And then like the players start running away, like Oh, I've scored! <laughs> like, All the Actually, players came to us as well. All the uh, players came, came to us. Away, and they were like, I think we've scored. I, I don't know. I don't know what the hell's just happened. So uh, that was class. And cup run, we made it to the quarterfinals for the first time in 15 years. Bit, bit iffy. We had to go to replays against League One opposition in Rochdale and Oxford, but the Sam Maxman's goal against Oxford what an absolute uh, peach in extra time. The celebrations, the cock out, the cock helicopter, and then away, then away to West Brom. That was a great game. Inflatable cocks all out of the shop. Went three, <laughs> went three nil up, looking comfortable. But towards the end, it was a little bit of a ropey end to the game. But uh, just the cup run. It's just a shame that we sat back and let Man City absolutely pepper in the end. But uh, I was, it was good times getting to the quarterfinal. We got excited. I think uh, lockdown came at the wrong time as well because we were due to play Definitely. that quarterfinal game like the week after. So uh, if, if, lock, if lockdown maybe didn't come, maybe we would have been in a bit higher spirits and getting a little bit more out of the cup. But uh, them, them yeah. moments, uh, the the Watford-West uh, Brom game as a whole, the the extra time winner at Oxford, great moments. So I mm. f- tough category. that like All four of them are probably worthy. Yeah. Which one's standing out to you? Mighty Longstaff. I think you have to go. I have to go. Mighty Longstaff. Yeah, uh, I was in the gallery for that goal, and now he came running over and like local lad. We'd been wanting the same for ages. He had a wicked preseason. And I remember thinking like it was great to see him because we didn't actually expect him to start that game. First Premier yeah. League game against Man United. Really, Brucey? Are you fucking serious? But he was a man <laughs> of the match. He was absolutely unreal, and for him to get the winner debut goal. Special, special moments that I wish we could have a few more of, but probably looks like we're not going to get a few in a while. Not with Matty, anyways. <laughs> uh, so, alternatively, then, uh, worst moment of the season. Mm. <laughs> That's probably been more than them than good. Uh, mm-hmm. Nominee option one Burnley away, that absolutely horror show in the middle of December. Mm. Uh, the horror show against City in the FA Cup that put well out where we just lay back. I think that's probably you could put the two City games there in a couple of weeks to be fair. Both games against City, FA Cup and the league. Aye. And I mm-hmm. got beat 5 0 in the league, 2 0 in the cup. I think the cup was even a worse performance, even though we conceded three less goals. It's fucking it was I shit. Uh that was the nil nil at home to Brighton. That that, that was thought, uh... to be fair, there was plenty nil nils this season. Uh um We'll put Rochdale as a nominee there as well. First FA Cup game where Joe Litton just stuck in the mud up front. Lazy, couldn't be asked. But there's also Norwich, that nil-nil at home. Or the uh, hammering away. Uh, <laughs> that, we, Ox- that we thankfully win. win at. Uh, thank God for Joey Rick actually getting married. Oh. Uh, 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 Oxford at home. Just 
boring nil-nil defensive shit shows, right? Yeah. Uh, there's quite a few moments this season, but we'll narrow it down. We'll say Nor- Brighton nil-nil, Rochdale nil. Oh, no, it was it was 1-1, that wasn't it? That wasn't 2-0. That was mm. 1-1 against Rochdale. City 2-0 in the cup. Uh, Burnley 1-0 away. Personally, I never want to get a tape from her again. <laughs> I know. So, That's so, actually put me so off. Burnley's, Burnley's a world of pain down it there really in Chicago. really is. Town. I, I, I go back. Swear to God, yeah, next year. It, it, it was just... Hope we're in lockdown. Super. Ugly. I hope it's the first game of the season, so there's yeah, definitely no chance. Just get it out of the way. <laughs> don't have to think about that. Get, get it out of the Burnley, first game of the season. Pretty, please. Um, but now it's ugly, ugly game, ugly stadium, ugly city. Everything was really, really ugly. The weather oh, was, it was well, heel stoning, it was um, freezing. Oh, the drive the down day, was fucking the whole, shit, got through the uh, Yorkshire moors and shit. The whole day was just a pure disaster. And we went it from, really was. what about, oh, Everton away, that, that, that last bit of magic makes it all worthwhile. Well, Burnley, on the other hand, makes you think, I'm not going to watch football ever again. Nope. Because it was just, it's just that bad. And I remember mm-hmm. Gail's miss was the only thing in the game where he puts it away from about two yards. But just everything, just stand there, freezing your bars off just to watch mm-hmm. Sunday League football when you paid yeah. our 200 quid to make it happen. No, no, yeah, so, no. uh, that was definitely bad. Um, <laughs> but what really hurts, I think, was the manner of the defeat in the FA Cup. Like, it was good yeah. getting the quarterfinal. Mm-hmm. Didn't expect anything, but the way we just went my out was pathetic. Yeah. So, that's up there. And then, like you say, we went to Rochdale, and that was a <laughs> piss-pro performance. To be fair, Shocking, I, I don't think we can put that in there. As, as the winner because the first half an hour was, was Irish well all over them we should have probably the made game. it first half three. Right, yeah. but, but the, the last like hour second half was abysmal mm-hmm. embarrassing mm-hmm. they should have won it at the end as well that big but that came ah, the chances, yeah. big 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 year Derek 52 year old he should have um, he should have put it in the back of the net like we, we should have mm-hmm. been out the FA Cup at that point to be fair and uh, I that Julian performance on the way so a senior castle shit but for me I Fuck Burnley. I'm gone Burnley. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you're right. I say like I never had a problem with Burnley before then. I actually quite like them. I quite like what Sean Dyche did, bringing them up to the Premier League. That they've brought through some decent players in the time in the in the league. But now I fucking hate them. And I swear <laughs> to God, I'm never going back to Turf Moor. Like, I like the drive down, just getting stuck through these Yorkshire Dales, absolutely pissing down with rain and snow. Couldn't say out me windscreen. And we got there, absolute shithole of a town. I'm sorry if you're from Burnley, but you know that's true. <laughs> like, like, it's an uh, it's a fucking horrible, stuck in the seventies town, not there, apart from little old people's cottages. Feel to mention as well the absolute disaster waiting to happen. That is their way of getting you in the stadium, where they cram about mm, three thousand yeah. people into this tiny little box yeah. and with this one entrance. Like that's just Hillsborough waiting to happen. Aye, aye, Two point is, uh, how we, how do you on. expect? How do you expect to have two, three thousand Jordies in that tiny little space? Like they haven't even got a bar. They've got a fucking what are the cars? The little tent thing, gazebo things. Uh, they've got a gazebo. What's this non-league football? I know you're Premier League. You've been here a while. Sort uh, out. Like, why have you got a gazebo just set up in the car park? What's that about? There's, <laughs> there's one toilet, one entrance. Like that. That is proper Hillsborough. The, the stewards were shit as well. You couldn't even leave uh, at half time. People were trying uh, to leave uh, you at half time. The stewards like, ah, oh, you can't come up here. What are you talking about? Uh, honestly, that was one of the worst games from start to finish. Weather, the drive, the stewards, the stadium, the bar, the toilet, the game. 
everything was just shit about that day. The roads in Burnley couldn't get out. Like, we sat there. We sat We sat now. Didn't know where I was going. Yeah, we just go right around. Just keep going up these wrong streets. We sat and I was like, ah, I don't know, mate. <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh, wicked. After that, I just want to go home. And for fuck's sake. I, just, I, was, I was nearly crying behind the wheel. I was like, I just want to go home, man. I'm stuck in Burnley. I'm stuck in this time warp. I can't get out of Burnley. It took us nearly an hour to get out of Burnley. I was fucking raging. Uh, that was honestly the worst game of football I've ever experienced in my whole entire uh, life. That's why uh, we're going for it. It's personally absolutely. that bad. I mean, no, if you're watching this and you just <laughs> seen the Burnley score, and it was like, oh, one another way to Burnley kind of expect that. Really good, no, got, got knocked out of the FA Cup quarter final. He'd even right? know that. <laughs> He'd even know what can do now in Burnley, I tell you. <laughs> okay, no. Uh, hopefully that's in lockdown next season because I ain't going back ever again. Uh, less of that, like. <laughs> so from worst moments, we now go on to crowning the worst player. <sighs> Nominees, please. All of them. <laughs> Boss, <it maximum>. <laughs> Specifically, we've got Nabil Bentaleb, Joe Linton, Fabian Shaw, and Sean Longstaff. We'll go in reverse order because I know who you're going to say. Uh, <laughs> so we'll go with Sean Longstaff. Uh, I think one, I have to go with Sean at the bottom one, of that. One of our big players from last season attracted massive claims in the summer 30 50 million moves man united big european clubs interested young lad they we, we were desperate to keep hold of him even for 50 million and we're like nah like, we just thought mike ashley's gonna accept that like mike ashley will have an academy lad 50 million all right neighbor uh, uh we were desperate to keep a hold of him and uh, he's I, I don't know what happened and he's had quite a few injuries this season to be fair to him but he's had two good games where he started as a number 10 when he's higher up the all field right. he's actually been all right but uh, uh, just, I just don't know what's happened to him. It's, it's been uh, in, very, very disappointing. I think the, the Manu move definitely affected him. Um, the injuries have hampered him. But his best game was, well, it wasn't great, was it? It was probably the last one where he was on the ball a bit more when he came on. He was looking up a bit more. Mm. But he's still nowhere near. Um, well, it was his best game, sorry. Now it was when he, Sheffield United away, he scored the knee and in the FA Cup, like we said, in the number 10 rule. Mm-hmm. But a few, very few and far between. Shocking season from Sean, especially after how good he was last year. Yeah. But he he wasn't he wasn't the worst for that bunch for me. Yeah, uh, Fabian Shaw, Player of the Year last season. Again, aye. What fuck happened it's to good. Fabian Shaw? It's good that he's had a year off. Aye, he he's enjoyed that. Brought his shit twin brother in. Aye, I mean, he's so, a good looking lad. Now I didn't think there was two of them, but there must be. Shaw twins. In a, mm. don't know what's happened to the other one, but <laughs> Shaw Shaw just doesn't look like the same player this year. Hopefully, he can do better next year. Got to be. Got to be. Gotta, yeah. Gotta we need be. last because season's Shaw back. Uh, I think you're right where he's probably... We didn't expect that much from Shaw because he was a cheap sign as well, but mm-hmm. he probably set the, the benchmark too high yeah. as well. But uh, he's got to do more. He's yeah. got to do a lot more because even in terms of effort, it wasn't there, but mm. still not still not the worst out of that bunch. Yeah. Well, club record signing, huge 40 million price tag on a Brazilian wonder kid, the next Bobby Firmino. Joe Lint on two, four goals in all competitions, two in the Premier League, 40 million pounds worth. Ten, just for that. 10 million a goal. Just for that alone, he could edge it because of, of that, because of being 40 million pounds and because mm. of the, the stats in return. But I just don't think he suits us at all. And we all know he's played as the lone striker for the majority of the season when he's a left forward. We've seen it when he switched there. He was better. 
still not great, still nowhere near with 40 million. And for the return of what he gives is, is pathetic, really, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully he can kick on next year. Hopefully he gets played in his best position. He will stay because no one else will take him, but they'll never take it. If you look, you get 10 million for him. So hopefully we'll see more next year, but this year has just been not enough at all. We were mentioned up until around autumn after the Rochdale game, there was just no effort, was there? There was a lot of times where he was just dragging his heels, couldn't be arsed, not interested. He seems to get it a bit more now. His families came across. He's putting the graft in more. He's still nowhere near what we expect, though, for even yeah. half that price tag. Um, and the amount of stick Hosley we got, <laughs> wouldn't know why, why Julian Hunt gets it. The hostel was only five million. Julian was forty million. You'd never mm. know it. So for all I am, you, you could put him. You could put him top of that pile. Like you really could, but I won't. <laughs> yeah, you are with Nabil Bentley, aren't you? January loan signing from Schalke. I will, but it's it. You can see in a way though, because like we see Julian on forty million pounds permanent. Bentley was brought in for a few months, mm. but Bentley was the worst player I've seen in a very long time. I kind of, I didn't want to go in and just type in Bentley Brandon. It'll come up somewhere, especially <laughs> especially after the Man City games. But basically, brings nothing to the team. Mm-hmm. Passes Fra- backwards all the time. Passes mm-hmm. sideways if you're lucky. Doesn't get stuck in. Absolutely useless. Massive, mm-hmm. massive waste of time in the middle of the park. Mm-hmm. Piano as shit. Kind of get over him. Why I was signed him. Why I kept on playing him. And <laughs> he better not sign permanently. I'm telling mm-hmm. you. But I like I, I don't really understand why it was signed him because Matty was just getting himself established in the team there and he was like a breath of fresh air. So we had Matty, Sean, Shelby and Hayden. Like they were all right. There was no Asia Cup. There was no real injuries. <coughs> there was we're, we're doing all right. And now Brucey identified he wanted like a creative midfield player and they thought that was the guy, but how? What was creative about that? Like, I, I didn't think we really needed one. I thought Matty could have been that creative spark if just given a bit more training, just a bit more trust in him. But as to bring in a fifth centre mid in, that wasn't what we needed. Like, why, like, we could have fucking brought in a striker or anyone for that. Brucey still wants that. There's someone other than he wants that ball playing control in centre mid, which can be good because Shelby does yeah. obviously just drop back and make something happen. Hayden is good for getting stuck in. We haven't got someone who will keep a hold of the ball and keep a hold of a game and, like, change momentum of a game mm-hmm. but not many teams do who want top top teams who want like top yeah. four like you only see that from the likes of a, a Perlo or a Scholes whoever do you know what I mean um, but so when you cast are at like you see the last thing we needed was a Nobel fucking Bentaleb uh, so, but you needed like an attacking midfield player why the fuck did he sign Bentaleb and then he still plays Sean in another 10 rule not Bentaleb uh. <laughs> Back- backwards and sideways passing. I always thought even at Tottenham, Bentley was a bit more of a DM kind of role anyway. Like maybe it's not like a DM, but a bit more of like a solid kind of midfield player. Like I've never really seen him as like a really good attacking threat. And mm. certainly from what we've seen of him, backwards and sideways passing. Like what was going on? Like what kind of training does Bruce have? Like, oh, you can be our creative central midfield player, but uh, just to make sure you pass it back all the time. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, exactly. Wait, what it's the just, fuck was the point of that? It's just Bruce Yard, I don't know. He just tries to, <laughs> he doesn't realise, man. It's just like Joe Linton, where'd you place on uh, left left wing? Number nine, Joe. Get yourself <laughs> up there, yeah. Andy, show him the ropes. Obviously, you need to do that. Craft, yeah, where'd you play? Oh, right back. Well, we'll put your right wing, yeah, or we'll put your centre back. You're not going to play in that right back position too much. <laughs> 
Just fucking shambles, man. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, well, Cron, Bentaleb, worst player of the season. And they're the negative categories. So we'll move on now to game of the season. Ooh. Mm. Couple of nominees I've got here is Man City at home, 2-2 draw. Uh, Sheffield United at home, a 3-0 win. Uh, Bournemouth away, 4-1 win. And Man United at home, the 1-0 Matty Longstaff win. Ooh, taught to look past Matty again, isn't it? 1-0 it against is. Man U. Yeah. Um, I did enjoy did that game as well, yeah. I did enjoy the 2-2 against City, though. Um, yeah. We actually thought, again, why the fuck didn't we do that in the FA Cup quarterfinal? We gave City a real go that game. We scored a couple of goals. You're always mm. going to concede a couple of goals against Man City. Yeah. But at least we scored a couple. At least we're threatened. We scored some worldies now. Williams yeah. and Shelby with two great goals. It was um, straight away as well. Like when City go ahead, like if they go 1-0 up, you think, all right, we've lost this game. Like Man City are yeah. too good to really spark a comeback with. But twice they went ahead in that game. And I think... Only about a minute or two later, like straight away, we equalised in both games. Like mm. the after both goals, sorry, like, like the the last one, De Bruyne's thunder cunt in off the bar. That was about 87, 88 minutes or something like that. So like if you go down to Man City with only a couple of minutes left on the clock, you think where should I look? Yeah, need more time, but we did. We pulled it back twice. So I like that. That, that was huge against the the champions as well. Like uh, last season's Premier League winners, great team, and to pull back twice and actually get. A point out of this that was meant. I think Sheffield United as well. After we we're waiting for football to come back for months oh, after yeah. Corona, mm-hmm. and it was a dominant display against no, everyone who was wank, wanking off Sheffield United <laughs> all season. Chris yeah. Wilde and Brucey just did the move, and we're just thinking, "Well, that's going on." Yeah, we actually did some good football. Mm-hmm. Julian yeah, even scored. That was a candy day at the office. And to be fair, Bournemouth away as well was tremendous. We get all, albeit against the Bournemouth side that were out, yeah. completely gone. But um, mm-hmm. fluid football, good goals. Sean Almiron, even Lazaro came off the bench and looked yeah. wonderful, wunderbar, wunderbar. So, but for me, I think yes, yes, probably not. I didn't know, cause we'll give it a moment this season, didn't it, Matty? So game overall, I'd maybe go. I don't know. You, what, what do you think? I don't know. It is tough, like that, because the the Matty Longstaff United game was the goal in itself was moment of the season it was a special special moment but like we actually played well like we're talking about like the the Chelsea win before they like, were fucking shit so you can't say yeah. that's game of the season like we're absolutely wank like it was just a great moment to have won got a last minute goal out of absolutely nothing like some some games like we've we've snatched points and stuff but it hasn't been pretty but the United game I actually thought we dominated pretty well like we defended really mm. really well uh, we attacked well, not not brilliantly, but we attacked very we quite well. Uh, great counter attack to get the goal, but I two to pull two goals back against Man City at home in front of what one crowd was wicked. But the other two games were dominant. Like you say, Bournemouth, they were shit. Like they just lay down and died. I think they were waiting for relegation to come and swallow them up. But uh, Sheffield United, like. You say like they were good. I think they were sitting sixth at the time. We did the double over them. We beat them in about November, two 0 away. And I, after like with three, four months in in lockdown, we we're just dying for football to come back. But I was also kind of wary, thinking, oh, what if we come back and what shit? Like if we mm. lose after 
this long of waiting, it's just going to be like, well, what was the point? It was going back into quarantine, just cancel the season. I can't be asked with this shit. Like, that's kind of <laughs> that's that's kind of what I was kind of expecting. I was like, like we've got I had some tough games coming up. I had City the game afterwards. We had Liverpool another game against City, Tottenham and all that coming up. I was thinking, oh, if we don't get off to a good start, it's just going to be shit. Like we weren't clear from relegation at that point either. So. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 that is a tough category, to be fair. Like Sheffield kind of is standing out. Three good goals. Matt Ritchie scored a belter. Uh, he said Joe Linton played really well, scored a good goal. Uh, Bournemouth was class. It's a shame that we conceded that one goal at the end, though, that, that come, uh, finishing that game at 4-0. No. That I think that probably would have won if we just didn't concede that stupid goal. Fucking Dan Gosling getting on the end of it now. I don't know. Aye. It's, it, it is tough like all four are, are worthy I know because I, I need to mention we, this could have been there in moment of the season as well actually because it goes back to it's definitely not the game of the season but it's up there with the result of the season Tottenham away Joe Linton yeah well I did have that in to be fair but I that I thought the nah, for we moments we got bad yeah, in that game though. Yeah, we got bad yeah, we did defensively nah, absolute rock at the back all credit to the defence possibly defensive display of the season but uh, the the well, game as a whole, like uh, Tottenham did, did dominate the Pep it, to be fair, but I uh, would defend it class. Uh, could have definitely had that moment of the season. Like we mentioned, how mm-hmm. everything was so shit about mm-hmm. Burnley and Turf Moor. Obviously, yeah, Tottenham, but Tottenham massive, in their new stadium. Yeah. Lush day, Lush stadium. Yeah. Lush result. Uh, I say, like Burnley pissing down with rain, snow, freezing, shithole of a stadium, shithole of a town. Tottenham, opposite. Beautiful sunny day. It was August one, end of August. Brand yeah. like Tot- Totten Stadium, best stadium I've ever been in. Beautiful, modern. Like just the whole day being in the capital city. It was it was just a good day overall. Even if we didn't get the result, probably still would have enjoyed the day. You know, great experience, great beautiful sunny day. Pints that fill up from the bottom. Yeah. Uh, I, I, everything was class, and just the win to cap it off. When you when you strike, I scored his first goal rock of a defensive performance that was fucking mint so yeah I was going to put that in for game of the season but as would did just sit back and defend a lot like I can't really can't I think really put that one in I, I didn't want to put a, a draw as the game of the season against Man City yeah. although beat against one of the best teams so I think you have to go Sheffield United because like you say yeah. that that made it pretty much certain that we were going to be safe mm-hmm. good game back Solid performance, dominated against one of the top six sides, one of the mm-hmm. most sought after, talked after teams of the season. Sheffield United, and uh, I join it on scoring, comfortable game. I give it a Sheffield United. Yeah, nice. And we'll go on to goal of the season. We've got five options here, which is weird because you wouldn't really have thought. I thought I'd be struggling <laughs> with this one. <laughs> so the nominees are Jetro Willems away to Liverpool. John Joe Shelby at home to Man City. Matty Longstaff again at home to Man United. Alan Samaxman away to Oxford. And Matt Ritchie at home to Spurs. Uh, quite a few there to pick from. Yeah. All worthy of it. But... Oh, could have also had Ritchie, could also had Ritchie at home to Sheffield United as well. They were both could quite similar had. goals. Uh, could, I think uh, the top one was a bit better. I don't want to pick Matty again, so I have to go St. Yeah. Maxim. I think that, albeit against Oxford late, but in a huge yeah. game, ex- mm-hmm. extra time, everything mattered, everything fell, pretty much sums us up, really, like, if St. Mm-hmm. Maxim is going to do it, no one is. St. Mm-hmm. Maxim gets it just in our halves, and he takes on two or three 
flares it in into yeah, the top corner. What a finish! What a strike! Best celebrations ever seen as well. Penny Copper <laughs> on BBC. So, and if it's Max want to get involved, retweet it, everything else, uh, that for me, goal of the season. Uh, I say I, it was it was a good goal because that was the first time we'd actually seen him bury one in the top corner from outside the box. Like all season, he'd been trying it. I think we were kind of questioning his end product a little bit. I think at that point, he might have only had just the one goal against Sheffield away. And I had to, to score that goal, just doing what we knew he could do. It was only Oxford. It was League One opposition, but just close control. He was quick. Just beat two or three, got himself in space just outside the box and rocket at top corner. It was it was a good goal. Uh, the others are decent nominees now, to be fair. I, I like Jetro Willem's goal against Liverpool. Oh, I want to look now. Like his quick little footwork, like he just he cut in, used a little bit of skill to beat uh, Alexander Arnold, one of the best right backs in the league. Nice little footwork, blasted at top bins on his weaker foot, on his right foot against Allison, one of the top goalkeepers in the world. Like, I thought that was a class goal to put with one nil up early away to Liverpool as well. Like that, that was a very good goal. But, uh, yeah. I, I that's quite a tough category as well. But I uh, so. I give it a, a maximum. I I would for the importance of it. Williams, if we had it, went on and got something. Well, then again, it yeah. doesn't matter about the result. It's goal of the season. That's just the finish, isn't it? Yeah, it's just the finish. I so I see it's still though. Same maximum for me taking on a few of them and then firing mm. it in top corner as well. I, yeah. I'll also give it the same, but I don't understand Williams. Yeah. All right. We award it the same then. And to finish it off, the last award of the night goes to well, player of the season. Nominees, Federico Fernandez, John Joe Shelby, Martin Dubravka and Alan Samaxman. And now the club obviously gave Dubravka it. You can understand yeah. that. See yeah. a lot of points. But St. Maxman in terms of excitement, entertainment, getting the goals, getting the assists, getting the dribbles. How important is he to us? Because yeah. Dubravka can save them at the other end, but if he keeps on saving them, it's going to be nil-nil. <laughs> yeah, well, as it was many times. I uh, say Maximum is the difference of us getting three points for me. Mm. And he was huge. Obviously, everyone's w- watching him after him on everyone's lips at the minute. Mm. What a signing for the smallest, what was it, £17 million. Pounds. Mm-hmm. As much as Jordan was a flop, St. Maximum was a dime in the dirt. For mm. me, deserves to play out of the season. Yeah, I like to say, like, as, as well as Dubrovka did, like, it doesn't get you off your seat, does it? It doesn't really excite you. It doesn't give you a tingle in the bowels. It's mm. just, it's like, oh, good save. Thank you. Without you, would be losing. But St. Maximin is just a different gravy. Like, just every time he gets the ball, he's got a, like a little bit of space in front of him. Like, we're off our seat, we're on the edge. We're going, oh, what, what's he going to do? It's just so exciting. Like, we haven't had a player like that since Ben Arthur, someone who can get the ball and make things happen, get you excited. Like, every time he touches the ball, you're thinking, oh, fucking hell. Like, like it, it's great to have a player like that. And, like you say, only, only 17 million. It's an absolute bargain. I don't know if it, it's going to rise. I don't know if it's just a straight 17, make rise to 20, but even so, 20 million, 40 million, who gives a shit? Uh, it's an absolute wicked signing. Uh, as long as his end products continues to improve, let's say at the start of the season, it, it wasn't the best, but it's just what he does on the ball. Like He doesn't even need the end product to get the fans excited, but it, the end product was starting to show towards the end of the season. He was chipping in with a few goals. I think he finished with four goals and four assists or something like that. If he can continue to improve, I think we'll have him for at least one more year. I know everyone's shitting themselves at him being sold, which is a very, very high possibility. I think we'll get at least one more year out of him because I think he likes it here. You can mm. tell like 
that's that's another reason why he's like a favorite player. Like you can do anything you want on the pitch, but like like Ben Arfa, he seemed like a bit of a cock, wasn't he? Like he didn't really train well, he didn't really have an attitude, he fell out with Pardew. Like Sir Maximin's a pure fan favorite. He interacts with fans every day on Twitter. He's always posting on Instagram, playing at home with his kids, wearing a fucking full-on replica shirt, out shopping in the Metro Centre with his tune top on, interacting with fans and stuff. He was volunteering in his first week just after we signed. Yeah. Signed, he was down in the food kitchens helping the homeless and stuff. Like he's just a top, top bloke. And for how old he is, he's only 22, 23. He's a he's a such a great guy. And I, I think we will have one more season out of him. And hopefully, if he does, I think he'll be even better. Like you, people know who he is now. He's put his name on the map coming to the Premier League, and I think he'll want to improve if he can. If he can improve on four goals, four assists, say ten goals and six assists, or vice versa, that'll be a fairly decent return for him. And I'm I'm looking forward to seeing it. Hell yeah! So yeah, some maximum player of the year. Close one with Martin Dubravka, but uh, it's got to be some maximum. And uh, that concludes it for another year. Mm, let's see where we are this team in the end <laughs> uh, hopefully there'll be a few more positive moments a few less bent lebs in the world a few less Burnley away games uh, bring back fans once Turf Moor away is done <laughs> alright that'll do it that'll do it thanks very much for watching everyone make sure you pop in your awards for each category in the comments below do you agree with ours or not subscribe to my Pi Channel TV Enjoy yourself. Enjoy yourself.